Welcome to another edition of Loving the Christ Life. I'm Brad Wilson, glad to have you with us today as we continue our studies of the In Christ message with Warren Litzman. You know, Paul mentioned 146 times in his epistles in the New Testament the In Christ message. How fortunate are we to have these great archival teachings from Warren Litzman that he did and presented and studied for years and years to bring to you now to continue this great message and this great study into the In Christ message. Let's get right into it. Here comes Warren. Greetings, dear friends. I'm here again to talk to you about Jesus, our blessed Lord and Savior, the dying of Christ on the cross is the source of the new life. And the message I preach to you, the lamb slain on the cross was planned before the world was created. Therefore, it's the biggest thing that ever happened. Also, every believer has been placed in Christ. That's the second big thing God did before the world was created. I'm here to talk to you about these things because I'm living in a religious world that has cut out most of the Bible. They only preach what they know and understand and what fits what it is they're doing. I have no intention of doing any of these things. I have the intention of talking to you about the things that are written in the scriptures. I'm here talking to you about the things that God has already written out and told us what to do with. If we ignore it, if we plan something else, if we get mixed up in something else, we're fools. And that's where most of religious people are today. There are a lot of Christian people who are seeking to know God. My message is for them. Those that are seeking to know God in a greater way. Those who want to walk in the Lord. And those who want to finish God's plan for human beings, which is he has chosen us to be in Christ. We've been talking about these things for years on this broadcast, and I intend to continue as long as the Lord uh, allows and expects me to do it. I want you to know that I have nothing to talk to you about except what is written in the scriptures. I'm living in a world today where people get the idea that talking from the scriptures is old fogey, outmoded, not necessary today. I'll admit that much of the scriptures are like that. But I get most of my scriptures from Paul's writings because Paul is the only apostle God chose for this generation of people now living. Since the cross to the rapture, the apostle Paul is the one who gives enlightenment, who gives us truth. He is the apostle for this dispensation of time. And we turn to him whenever we want to know what to do in this period of time. There are multitudes of voices in the Bible talking to believers, but those voices are not belonging to the believer. They don't belong to the believer today. When I hear preachers preaching great things about what happened in the Old Testament, this and that, there's no first, no life in it. Second, God's not talking to us in those words. He doesn't talk to those in this dispensation in those words. So it's very important that you know and understand something about dispensations. Simply because if you don't know, you're not going to know how to live. Every day I face people 
who don't know how to live. People who live a little while and become sickened unto death. People who die. People who were wonderful Christians but never moved on into the truth and the word that belongs to us in this dispensation of time. This is a dispensation of grace, the scripture calls. It calls for us to learn a new message, a new understanding. A whole new program of God is in effect at this time. If I ignore that, if we keep on ignoring it on this broadcast, I will have failed God. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stick with Paul's writings because Paul, the apostle for this dispensation, tells us everything we need to know about living in this period of time. And if you're interested in the Bible talking to you, you've got to get to Paul's writing. There are other good writers too. Peter lived in part of this time and he preached part of the message. There's a few others that lived in this dispensation who never did preach the truth. Many of them were followers of Jesus, but they never did preach even Christ's message. And that's the way it is today. If you could look somebody straight in the eye today, a good preacher, a good writer, good seminarian, if you could look them in the eye and say, this is exactly what people need to know most. Paul's writings, Paul's letters, Paul's message. Do you know what they'd do? They would turn to something else in the scripture and say, well, this is bigger and better than that. This is something else. But it would be something else where God's not talking to you. So I want to tell you today, that God talks to you out of the message that is given to us in Paul's writings. There's no other writer that did it. Peter would have been good for it. He had a lot of good things to say. But Peter never left law. He never got free of the bondage that Jesus died on the cross and freed us from. The law was dead at the cross. It never had another issue or another idea or another bit of power after Jesus died. I don't say these things. I'm talking to you about certain scriptures. You can find those scriptures in Galatians chapter 2. You can find this idea of the law being dead in many other places throughout the scripture because Paul doesn't beat around the bush. He's the apostle of grace and if he threw a little law in with it, he would have failed God. And that's exactly what's happening in the religion today. Preachers are failing God because they are not preaching the message that belongs to them. If you don't know that message, the Bible teaches us that God will give you a revelation for it. Peter received a, a revelation. He rejected it, it seems, because he and Paul disagreed at that point. But Paul received a revelation that has changed the universe, that has changed the world. Religion can't even make a dent in what Paul had to tell us because Paul was God's appointed apostle for this period of time. And if you want God to talk to you, you need to study Paul's message. You need to study his scriptures. You need to get into the truth of what belongs to we Gentiles during this period of time. It is my joy to have an audience to talk to about this uh, worldwide audience. If you don't like what I say, bear with me. Bear with me. Sooner or later the Spirit will get a hold of you and you will see the truth. Our problem today is a mind, an unchanging mind. 
We've got minds in good people, minds in good Christians, but the mind is still polluted. The mind is still a barrier. The mind is a fence against the things that are given to us in the scriptures. Be careful to go to the scriptures. Be careful to lift up the scriptures. Be careful to listen to what Paul says because he's God's agent for these days and his words are new words from God, are blessed words from God, and a program has been established called Grace. We're going to be back to Warren in just a moment, but want to remind you that we are bringing this broadcast to you as part of the Christ Life Fellowship, christ-life.org. If you go to that website, you can click on the bookstore after you read all about us, but click on that bookstore and you can find these messages in either print form, video form, audio form, these great messages from Warren that you hear every week on this broadcast. You can find them there for your own home library use. Be sure and check it out, christ-life.org. Now, back to Warren. Grace, that's what God wanted during this whole dispensation from the cross to the rapture. God intended that the church be a grace church. He intended that the message would be a grace message. He intended that the world would not only learn the blessed things that took place at the cross, but also the world would get the message of grace. What is the message of grace? In simple language, it is the finished work of God that is just as powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago. That's grace. Everything Jesus did on the cross is grace. He got rid of every bit of the law. He got rid of everything of man and his religion. And he gave us, he gave us, positively gave us a new message, a new life, a life in Christ. We've been looking at the words in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm not to the end of that chapter yet, but I want to go back to chapter 12, which says, now, now, that's a grace word. Grace is not tomorrow. Grace is not when you get ready. Grace is not when you have enough understanding. Grace is not something that comes from the teaching of, the, of religion and makes you understand the Bible. The word now is a grace word. And being a grace word, it fits every believer that when a believer accepts the Lord Jesus Christ, he steps into the wonderful life of grace. Now, everything Jesus did at the cross made it possible for there to be a now. A man on the battlefield may bow his knee. He may have been wicked, ungodly, but he sees the end coming, and he bows his knee and heart to God and asks God to save him. And you know what? Right now, right then, God saves him. You say, well, I don't believe that kind of stuff. I believe they had to sit in the church for a few years, and they had to attend all the Bible classes, and they, they're just not ready. Well, listen, God made everybody ready when Jesus died. Why? Because the one who gives us readiness died on the cross to prove that his plan was working. He made it possible for his plan to work by the shedding of his blood. He made it possible for God's idea for men who lived in this dispensation of grace to be instantly brought into the presence of God in the now. 
Look at the many scriptures that Paul gives us in his use of the word now. You can get a concordance and find most of them, but read those because his whole message is based on the now. And so it is when he starts in this verse 12 here. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things of God that are freely given to us. How do you get the things of God? How do you grow up in God's understanding and who he is? and who you are by him. How does all that come about? It comes about by the Spirit of God. This verse says that, which is of God. The Spirit is not that of the world, but that which is of God. God as a Spirit is ready to teach and train everybody. In fact, any knee that bows before him and accepts Jesus as Lord and Savior God is right there to fill him, to overflow him. I call it the 31 truth, the great 31 truth. Oh, oh, the apostle Paul gives us at least 31 things that take place when that sinner gets saved. It's in the now. It's not something God will do. I'm running into people all the time who say, I don't think I'm really saved. They don't know the scriptures. Somebody comes to me and says, will you please help me? I've been reading the scriptures and I just can't understand them. Get in the scriptures and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Not me, not some Bible scholar. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you because that's the key to Christian living. That's the key to what God is doing today. It is my intention to get people to see what God says, what God thinks, how the scriptures are given to us, what Paul thinks. Paul received a new gospel. He received a new gospel from Jesus Christ, who had a few months or a few years before been preaching law, teaching law, because that was God's plan. When he got back to heaven, out of the cross, out of this world, God laid out, now we're ready to do the thing we originally intended to do that every person would be in Christ Jesus, in Christ. That meant Christ was in them and they were in Christ. And Paul notifies that again and again in his writings. The other thing was the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. So it doesn't take a long time for that to register in a human being. It only takes a human being to believe that. The whole of God's plan is based on seated in Christ and the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. The foundation of the world is a key to those two verses, Ephesians 1 and 4 and 1 Peter 1 and 20. Get in the scriptures and find out where you are. Find out what God has to say to you that is in this dispensation of time. He doesn't talk to you through Abraham. He doesn't talk to you through David. He doesn't talk to you through Daniel. He doesn't talk to you through anybody else in the scriptures. Not even Jesus of Nazareth, because Jesus of Nazareth and his message was not included in this message that came from the cross. Why did Jesus teach it? Because he had come to restore Israel. He had come to set up the Messiahship. He had come to rule with Israel over this world. But they rejected him. They didn't want him. 
And we've got a lot of foolish so-called Christians who are out trying to reestablish that, how, how foolish and senseless human beings can become. They can't do what God didn't let Jesus do when he was on this earth. Because when Christ is rejected and Christ is not the all in all, there's not anything else anybody can do. i got to stop right there. That's a point I'd like to pick up if I can on next broadcast. God love you. Take care of you now. I love you or I wouldn't be coming to talk to you like I talk. Be back next broadcast. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's Loving the Christ Life message from Warren Litzman. Warren's dream was until the whole world knows this message. Help us by spreading these podcasts to everybody you know, all of your family and friends. It's available every week on most major podcast directories, places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, all of the podcast places you can find Loving the Christ Life. Thanks to Robbie Litzman for allowing us to go into the archives each week and find these great messages for you. Valerie Hill, thank you for the Twitter account. We appreciate you keeping that up. Tammy Laycock does the weekly post when you download the podcast. You can see the weekly post about that week's message. And every week, this podcast is produced by Teresa Ferraro for the Christ Life Fellowship. Visit us at christ-life.org. Until next time, I'm Brad Wilson, loving the Christ life.